You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 220. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Friend that body podcast so much going on right now let's see i mean spring is around the corner right that's what i keep telling myself at least but let me tell you something if you want to feel great and look great in the spring you have got to get started now by all means and yes a lot of my programs are already sold out but always email me directly find out what is available still so we can get your nutrition on track, your workouts on track, and everything on track so you can feel absolutely awesome for spring break, right? I hope that maybe some people are going to escape a little bit. COVID's still out there. Not everyone has a vaccine, obviously. But I'll tell you this, if the sun is shining, even if I'm in my backyard, I hope to be in a swimsuit soon, okay? So always let me know, kimandarinthatbody.com. If you want to email me, tell me what your goals are. I will tell you which programs I have and which ones would best fit your needs. But don't wait any longer. A lot of people already, it's like New Year's resolutions. That's coming gone. And some people try to get on their path on their own and are still struggling, it's normal, just so you know, to struggle to get your weight loss together on your own. Totally normal because even though you want to hold yourself accountable, you're always more successful when you have a coach, when you have a trainer, when you have someone who can educate you, inspire you, give you tips and tricks. All of those things are always going to help you reach your goals. And sometimes you just can't do it on your own. And that's not because you're a bad person or you're not, you don't have willpower, you don't that you just need a coach, a guide, and someone to help you through. So I just want to let everybody know that yes, a lot of my programs are sold out already, but not all of them are. And I want to make sure that you are feeling your best as quickly as possible. So you can always go to earnthatbody.com as well to check out what's available. The Run Power program is launching soon. That's super exciting. Whether you're a beginner runner, intermediate runner, or just someone who wants to get fit, like super fit, the Run Power program is going to be for you. So you can check that out soon. That is launching uh, very soon. Well, I'll keep you posted on the dates, all right? Um, Other than that, what we're talking about today could seriously, I want to say change your life. Now, why? Well, sleep. It is absolutely vital for our life, right? It plays a vital role in our good health, in our well-being, and getting enough quality sleep at the right times, in the right way, in the right amount, can honestly help protect your mental health, your physical health, your quality of life, and even weight loss. And I've absolutely talked about sleep before in some of my podcasts. You might want to check out episode number 90, how to increase sleep for better weight loss. You might want to check out episode number 44, is sleep killing your weight loss. But today we are talking about 10 reasons your sleep basically sucks, (laughs) to say it bluntly, right? And I want to make you aware of these 10 things so that if any of them pertain to you, you might be able to fix one or two things that could change everything in your sleep. And sleep is so 
so important, as I said, for your health, for weight loss. If you knew how many clients I had that were struggling to lose weight, and once we actually got them sleeping better, it was like a a switch that had been flipped and all of a sudden the weight started coming off. So it's not just about calories, it can definitely be about sleep. And I think sleep is one of the most underrated uh, pillars in a sense of people's health. They just kind of take it for granted, like will I get it, did I get enough, I'll get more later, no. It is probably right up there with nutrition, with exercise, and it is so important in just quality of life. If if you are a mom out there, you know what it's like to be sleep deprived when the babies are waking you every hour. I, I honestly didn't think I would ever get through that sleep deprivation. It's a terrible feeling. But today we're gonna talk about 10 reasons your sleep is not great. And again, if just one of these is something you can improve on, it could change a lot for you. But all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, a great article because it somewhat pertains to sleep today, which is our topic at hand. In the Idea of Fitness journal, they are talking about sleeping well and eating well, why a lack of sleep drives us to eat junk food. Does that ever happen to you? You have a really bad night's sleep and the next day all you want are carbohydrates and I'm not talking sweet potatoes. (laughs) Poor sleep has been linked to unhealthy eating habits and weight gain for a long time. Now a team of American researchers believes it knows why people may gravitate towards calorie dense junk food when sleep deprived. Blame it on your nose. That's what they're saying now. In a study published in eLife, brain images showed that enticing food smells were more seductive when participants were sleep deprived than after they'd had a normal night's rest. Led by their noses, they increased consumption of high calorie foods like cookies, donuts, potato chips. And the study authors also found that tired individuals experienced a breakdown in communication between different brain regions in response to food aromas. This also contributed to poor food choices. These are good reasons to preach healthy sleep hygiene as part of any nutrition education program which is what I preach all the time and what I've said earlier, sleep is one of the biggest pillars of health and actually plays a huge role in weight loss. And now you can see that from one of these studies, it's absolutely true that you are going to be more likely seduced into eating those unhealthy carbohydrates when you are sleep deprived. So let's talk about 10 things that maybe you can fix one or two of these because I'm sure not all of these pertain to you, but likely if you are someone who does struggle with your sleep, then some of these might be pertaining to you. And if we can just shift a couple things and really get your sleep dialed in, not only might it help you feel better, give you more energy, help you lose weight, but it also might help your sanity, right? Because nobody likes to feel tired throughout the day. So the very first thing that I would say, the first reason, not the best reason, not the most important reason, but just number one on our 10 list is why your sleep may suck because you might be overtraining. 
Now that seems really odd because you're probably thinking, well, exercise usually makes you sleepy. Like exercise can actually help people sleep and we'll talk about that next. But some people are overdoing it. Now I have two kinds of clients. (laughs) Well, three really, but usually there are the ones who don't really work out and I have to encourage them to get onto a more regular consistent schedule or I have my athletes who are used to working out far too much. And when you work out far too much, you are technically overtraining the body. Now, I did do an entire podcast episode on that too, overtraining syndrome. If you'd like to check that out, number 112 for the podcast episode. What happens is some people work out so much that they push themselves into a into a level, I guess you could say, of extreme fatigue in the body. And one of the symptoms for that and this overtraining syndrome is actually sleep problems. It could be anything from I can't fall asleep to I can't stay asleep. But generally, if you're overtraining, you likely are eventually going to start to have some sleep problems. And so not overtraining is a simple way to really fix that. So if you are an endurance athlete, if you are someone who is working out seven plus hours a week all the time, every day, you love to work out, it's your hobby, whatever the case may be, it might be too much. So I do recommend you always take at least one full day off of exercise because the body does need a day off and a chance to recover. Uh, And also make sure that you're working out appropriately. Meaning, is there a proper build in your program? Do you have active recovery days? Are you strength training every single day and not giving your muscles time to recover? All of these things will add up over time into an overtraining situation that will very likely lead to sleep problems. So if you're someone who does work out a lot, you might be sitting here going, yeah, my sleep has been restless lately or it just hasn't been good lately. You might be falling into that zone. So overtraining is the number or the first reason, not the number one reason, the first reason on the list. Then the opposite of that, number two, would be not exercising really at all. Because sleep and exercise do in fact complement each other and working out regularly but not overdoing it can help you sleep better. And you're more likely to have a good night's rest if you did work out that day. But that doesn't mean you had to work out for two to three hours, right? Because then we're back into the overtraining. That's too much. But a simple 45 minutes to one hour in a day consistently, five to six times a week with a day off, that's definitely going to benefit your sleep. So do make sure that you are exercising, you're moving your body because it is definitely a complement for sleep and it will usually help you fall asleep, which is really nice. And you just sort of get a better night's sleep when you do some kind of exercise. Now, doing a high energy aerobic routine right before bed, uh, that's probably not going to help you, right? So working out at night, that actually can impact your sleep as well. So you you just need to make sure that you have enough time to sort of cool down, 
chill out, relax if you are someone who has to work out in the evening, just to make sure that that intensity doesn't sort of re-energize you right before bed. So that's something you do have to think about. I always say if you can get that workout done first thing in the morning, that's gonna be the most ideal. And again, it's important to do it on a consistent basis. Number three, another reason your sleep might suck. Well, how about the time you ate way too much right before you went to bed? Eating dinner, it really needs to be done at least a couple hours before bedtime. And you kind of want to keep your dinners on the lighter side, meaning you want your bigger meals to be breakfast, lunch, and then dinner is still a meal, but it might be a little lighter, especially if it's close to bedtime. You need a couple hours to truly digest. Now, with the research that I'd read, um, Lots of different articles that I went through for this podcast, some from Health Online, some from Harvard Health. Um, Some spoke of the fact that spicy food can actually keep people up at night. Definitely fatty foods is something you want to be careful of at dinner because that can keep you up. The body is basically digesting. It takes a, a lot more work to digest the fatty foods. And so that can keep you up at night as well. So you really wanna make sure if you're eating spicy fatty food that you do have that a couple hours at least before you would even go to bed. And then don't forget about uh, hydration. Don't drink too much right before bed because that can keep you up all night as well. It'll keep waking you. Uh, And if you're anything like me, I'm 48 years old. I cannot even get through the night without getting up to pee at least once. It is a heartbreak, but for some reason that's part of getting older. So don't eat too much right before bed. Uh, Make dinner your slightly lighter of the three meals and give yourself enough time to digest before you would even hit the pillow. Then the fourth reason would be kind of opposite of that in that if you are not eating enough, you are so deficit in calories, your calories are so low for whatever reason, then you also are likely to have sleep issues. Now, it could be anything from trouble falling asleep, but more likely what I get from a lot of my clients when they first come to me and we look at a couple days of a normal eating cycle for them and we see they are not eating enough at all, what they generally tell me is they wake up in the middle of the night starving. Let me tell you something. If you wake up at any point in the night and you are starving, That is probably the number one red flag that you are for sure not eating enough. I have clients who told me before they started working with me that they used to get up in the middle of the night starving and then they would eat at three in the morning because they were starving. Or I had clients who had candy that they would leave on their bedside because they were always waking up in the middle of the night starving and then they would eat candy right there in bed and go back to sleep and likely they struggled to go back to sleep. Well, that is something you never ever want. Even if you're dieting and you're trying to eat less, you should not be waking up in the middle of the night with hunger. You should be eating enough during the day that you can get through eight hours of sleep well before you would be hungry. So not eating enough 
is going to impact your sleep and we don't want that, right? It's not a good feeling to wake up and need to go into the kitchen at three in the morning and eat something because you're so hungry. So whether you're my client or another client or trying to lose weight on your own, please know that if that's happening to you and you're my client, let me know right away because I will always increase calories or change your macros to do something that we need to do to make sure that you are getting in enough fuel, enough calories, and that you're satiated throughout your evening of sleep. Number five, a very big reason that people are struggling with their sleep is stress. This is definitely a big one, a big one right now with COVID pandemic. Can you get the vaccine? Will you get the vaccine? When will your family get the vaccine? I mean, there's so much stress. Thankfully, a little less political stress, although that is still around as well. But let me tell you something. It's almost impossible to sleep when the weight of the world is literally sitting on your shoulders. Am I right? Finding that sense of calm and relaxation before bed is sometimes not easy, especially when you just simply cannot unplug from all the demands that are on you from the entire day. But If you are living a life of stress right now and it's something that is just part of your life that you have to get through, you have to figure out what you can do to solve some of this stress. Because honestly, stress plus sleep deprivation is like a very vicious cycle, very vicious. And they don't help each other and you really can't survive for very long. So what are some things that you can do? I always tell people, go get an app on your phone. So many of these meditation apps now have literally sleep meditations. They have some that are for falling asleep. Some if you wake up in the middle of the night that help you get back to sleep. Those are great things to do. Now, I also highly recommend that you work on some kind of wind down time before you even go to bed. So, you know, they always talk about, you know, like an hour before bed, stop the screen time, turn the televisions off, have a conversation with family, that's fine. Read a book, that works the best for me because it kind of tires my eyes out. Some people sew, some people knit. Doing something relaxing that does not involve a backlit tablet, device, or screen. That is definitely going to benefit you. And a lot of people I know that have super high stress and it's impacting their sleep, these are my workaholics. <laughs> and I, I, I get it, I'm, I'm right there with you. I work way too much. But these are the people that are on their devices until that last second they put them down and they shut their eyes and now their head is on the pillow and they're wide awake. You gotta put those phones down much earlier if you're someone who is struggling with sleep. Number six, a really common reason that people don't sleep well, they have poor sleep habits. And that kind of ties into a little bit of what we just talked about, but sometimes insomnia will stem from long ingrained behaviors that you have been doing like staying up way too light uh, way too late I should say or engaging in stimulating activities before bed like I was saying the high impact exercise right before bed those things aren't going to help you you need to truly establish better sleep habits 
And that may sound like a lot for you. Like you might be thinking like, who has time to create these habits? But honestly, it doesn't have to be that much. It doesn't have to be that intense of a program or a habit change. But simply, as I said before, it might just mean turning off that screen an hour before. Are you going to do a nighttime meditation with an app? Or maybe you've taught yourself how to meditate on your own. Are you going to read? What can you do? Are you going to journal? All great things, but create just a little bit of a sleep behavior, pattern, routine, I guess you should say, create a routine that you stick to every night. So really every night for me around 8.30, the TV, I'd say actually like 8, the TV goes off, my husband and I read in bed, and it's like we kind of have it down on a schedule. And when you get yourself on a schedule, that is typically when you start to get in better sleep patterns. So it's really important that you kind of commit to always turning the TV off at a certain time, reading or whatever your your program protocol is going to be, that you start setting it on a schedule, same time every night, because it really does help you. Then number seven would be really creating um, a better sleep environment. You know what I mean? Because some people actually don't have a great situation for sleeping, meaning their bed is full of work papers and they're always watching TV and movies in their bedroom. And like your bedroom needs to be for sleep. That's really important. So they say that creating sort of hygiene strategies is going to help you sleep better. And I have to agree. And that would include even the temperature of your bedroom. So they say keeping it cool, making sure that it's dark, making sure that it's comfortable, and making sure that you're using your bed for sleep. Because then you're sort of associating when you get into bed, you're not doing work. When you get into bed at that same time every night, you're getting ready for sleep. So creating that is definitely going to help as well. Now, the eighth reason why you can't sleep well, what do you think about alcohol? Now, it seems counterintuitive. I kind of feel like if you drink, it should knock you out (laughs) and you would sleep so good with a few drinks in you, right? But it doesn't work that way. And I have to say that probably one of the things I hear the most from my clients um, years later is they'll, they'll tell me things that I've heard from many people like, I'd never slept so well as I did when I was on Earn That Body. And they usually say one of the reasons was because they stopped drinking so much. Alcohol will not help you sleep well. And if you've experienced it, you probably know that maybe you fall asleep, but all of a sudden you're up all night or you don't get deep sleep or you have weird dreams or you're completely dehydrated and you have cotton mouth all night or it just doesn't help. So I highly recommend you limit the alcohol intake. As most people know, I recommend go all week without alcohol and then a few drinks on the weekend but you've got to really get the alcohol in control because it will not help you sleep through the night. Number nine is if you have a lot of pain. So anybody who, and this isn't something that many people can control, I totally understand, but like if you have arthritis aches 
or any kinds of pain in the shoulders, in the back, in the neck, things that are keeping you up or you can't get into like a good position because everything hurts, right? Well, that obviously is going to impact your sleep. Researchers believe that actually a lack of sleep will then activate inflammatory pathways that'll make certain pains like arthritis even worse. So that's like a vicious cycle that the arthritis is keeping you up, but then not sleeping is creating more inflammation. And so poor sleep can actually make you feel even more pain. So it's a vicious cycle and and it's not as easy as, so just stop having pain. I mean, obviously you would do that in a second, I'm sure if that was an option, but it is important that if you are someone suffering with some kind of pain that's keeping you up, that you figure out what's going on. I've had far too many people tell me I've had this ache for X amount of years, and then they tell me they've never even seen a doctor for it. They saw a chiropractor for it. They saw a physical therapist for it, but they've never seen a doctor for it. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you probably know I'm all about going to an MD first, getting a proper diagnosis, and then go to the physical therapist for treatment on a specified diagnosis, then go to the chiropractor for treatment But it's really important that you figure out why do you have this pain, where is it coming from, and how can we get rid of it, reduce it, and that usually takes seeing an MD first. So if you're someone in pain, make sure that you have seen the doctor and that you have a plan and a protocol to work on that pain so that then, in fact, you can sleep better. And number 10, and of course we all know this, but it's still happening to so many people. One reason that you can't sleep well, caffeine. Guess what, people? You can't have coffee all day long. And some people are much more sensitive to caffeine than others. So I know for me, like I don't have coffee after usually one in the afternoon. Much after that, it can affect my sleep, falling asleep, staying asleep. So caffeine is something that you definitely need to limit. It's not just in coffee. If you're a soda drinker, you probably know that a lot of the sodas out there have a lot of caffeine in them. Even my hot tea drinkers, just make sure if you're drinking hot tea, in the afternoon, you might need to swap over to an herbal tea that does not have caffeine. And then be very cautious of anything that says decaf because a decaf coffee does in fact still have some caffeine in it. So it's a lot less than a regular cup of coffee, but it has some. So if you are at all sensitive to caffeine, even a decaf cup at four in the afternoon could potentially ruin your sleep that night. And that's it. These are 10 things that are impacting so many people's sleep. Things that all can be worked on, some easier than others. But once you really get a handle on maybe the one that is impacting you the most, if you could put serious effort into fixing that one thing, it literally could change your health. Sleep is so important on so many levels. That is like the body's time when everything can shut down, when the body does recovering, you know, for all my athletes out there, you want to know how the fastest way to recover, get a better night's sleep because that is when the body is doing 
all of its recovery. And if you're never getting five full hours of sleep in a row solid, then you are technically considered sleep deprived. And once you hit that level, everything in the body sort of starts to fall apart. It's just the body needs sleep. You push it hard all day long in all that we do, we are all pushing our bodies to the limit. Even if you're not an endurance athlete, people are pushing it way too hard at work with our stress and then they are not taking the time that their body needs to adjust, recover, and almost survive through our sleep. So just so you know, if you are having trouble with your sleep, it is something you can work on. I know that insomnia is a really difficult battle for some people, but I feel like the more you're educated about why it might be happening, the more effort you're willing to put into changing your sleep habits, changing your sleep routine, working on a pain issue, not overtraining, but working out enough, there's that fine line. Putting in that simple effort could change everything for you. Like start today and in three months from now, you might be a completely different person. I know for me, when I was sleep deprived, when I had a baby, I was not the same person. I couldn't handle as much. It makes your stress worse. You feel worse. You crave carbs. You you know, it, it's just like a downward spiral. So I hope that these 10 things helped just keep in mind what you can do, what might be impacting you, and how you can approach fixing it. And then don't forget, if you ever need further help with anything like your weight loss, with your health, getting your fitness on track, or a lot of athletes are now coming to me because they've heard how many clients that I've helped who were overtraining and they weren't losing weight because they were overtraining and I've helped them take a step back from that without giving up your passions, but taking a step back and then guess what? They actually started sleeping better. (laughs) So never feel like you can't reach out, but I just want you all to know that this podcast is something that I do. It is sort of my passion project so that I can help educate as many people as I can about health and fitness and nutrition. I want to pay health forward at all times. So thank you for being an Earn That Body podcast listener. And just remember, Earn That Body, always here to bring you health, nutrition, fitness information that you can put into play right away. Now go and get a good night's sleep tonight. No matter when you listen to this, tonight may it be your best sleep night yet. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.